In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, this lecture is targeting more the students, because I see some parents here. But I think what we are going to say in this lecture can help also the parents. Uh, uh, and actually, I like to speak about back to school, especially, I know from Abuna, and into most of you, going back to school on this Thursday. When you start a new year in the school, actually, actually, it brings a lot of challenges and some anxieties. Uh, either to the students themselves, or to the parents, or to the teachers. Uh, And to start a new year in school needs practical uh, preparation, besides spiritual preparation. Practical preparation like buying school supplies, making arrangement for carpools or riding the bus, or uh, uh, new clothes for school, signing up for uh, soccer or football or volleyball uh, activities in the school. Also, for, for students, they have concern about how hard the subjects will be this year, what the teacher will be like, what my peers and my students, the students with me in the class will be like, whether will be a bully or what kind of peer group I will be among them. So there are many things actually people get anxious about in preparing practically for the school. But Our Christianity and our faith should be the anchor to actually keep calm and carry on during the school years. So I like to give you some practical advices and tips to help you when you start the new year of school. The first one Every morning when you wake up, remind yourself with the most basic and essential fact, which is, I am a beloved son or daughter of God. I am a beloved child of God. Satan likes to cast doubt on this principle. Satan sometimes will tell you, God doesn't love you. You are a sinner. God is acting contrary to you. This is not true. So remind yourself, I am a beloved child of God. And also another very important fact you need to remind yourself with, there is nothing that's going to happen this day or today 
that God and I, God and I cannot handle together. Nothing will happen today that both God and I cannot handle together. If God is with me, who will be against me? So you will not be scared, you will not be anxious, you will not be stressed out. So, number one, I am a beloved child of God. Number two, nothing will happen to me today that God and I cannot handle together. And the third principle, my value, my value is not determined by the clothes I am wearing, whether I am a part of the cool crowd or not, which neighborhood I live in, the color of my skin, nothing of these things actually can determine the value and the principles by which I am living. No anyone can actually uh, value me based on these things. Even if they do, I don't care. I care about what God or how God sees me, not how people see me. If they see me poor or rich, smart or not, it doesn't matter. What really matters, what God or how God perceives me, how I look in the eyes of God. Actually, these uh, three principles will take the anxiety away from the day. When you remind yourself you are a beloved child of God, nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to you that God and you cannot handle together. And number three, your values is not your value. Uh, is not determined by your clothes, the crowd you are hanging around, or, or whatever. God actually purchased us with his own blood. That's your value. That's your value. Another thing, actually, you need to remind yourself every morning, every morning at the beginning of the day, what is my purpose today? Today. Not my, what's my purpose in my life. What's my purpose today? And you can actually set a goal for yourself for each day. For example, you can say, today I will be looking for opportunities to do something good for someone, to help someone. And the purpose of the day, you can actually drive it from the scripture, when you read the scripture. So, take a verse, and from this verse, make a purpose or a goal for this specific day. Actually, if every day you have a purpose or a goal based on the scripture, based on the word of God, our schools, 
our homes, our churches will be different, will look like heaven on earth. Number five, we mentioned four principles so far. You are beloved child of God. Nothing will happen that God and you cannot handle. Your value, your worthiness is not determined by how much money do you have or which neighborhood you are living in. No. Or the color of your skin. Your worthiness is the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, set a purpose every day based on the scripture that you read, actually to to take a goal for this specific day. Number five, remember that God goes with you into the world. You are abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in you. So when you go to the world, to your school or to meet others, Remember that God is with you. This is a fact. Even if you don't feel it, but it is a fact. God is with you. But the other side of this fact is, and you represent God and your church to other people. You are an ambassador of Christ. So, number five has two sides. One side, I'm not alone. God is with me. I'm not alone. And if God is with me, who can be against me? But the other side of it, you are Christian. Christian means what? You are representing Christ. You are representing your church. You are representing your faith. So, I need to be an ambassador of Christ in the world. A representative of Christ means we are called to have responsibility to live differently in the world because we are Christian. Now, unfortunately, we are living in ungodly world. We are living in uh, a non-Christian world, but you are Christian. So you should be different. You must be different. As St. Paul said in Romans 12, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Uh, in the letter of St. Paul to Clusi, he said, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So he's saying, whatever you do, whatever you do, remind yourself you are an ambassador of Christ. So whatever you do this day, do it all in, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it all to glorify God. So everyone can give thanks to God through you, through what you are doing. Number five, number six. Don't leave your house without spending time with God. 
don't tell me the school is early. I have to be in school at 7 in the morning or whatever. It's okay. It will take from you 20 to 30 minutes to wake up early. To have some time for prayer and have some time to read the scripture. It will take 20 minutes maximum to wake So wake up early and dedicate 20 minutes in the morning to read your Bible and to pray. Don't leave your house without praying. This is actually the manna of the day. You know, the children of Israel, when they went early in the morning to collect the manna in order to feed themselves, this is the manna of the day. These 20 minutes in the morning, when you read your Bible and you pray from the Agbeya, according to the spiritual canon that your spiritual father is giving you, this is the manna, this is the food of the day. And it will help you throughout the day. I told you choose a purpose based on the scripture. So after you read the scripture in the morning, choose one thing, one commandment, a purpose, a goal to achieve, to accomplish this day. And you can actually write it, put it on your desk, If you are driving your car, put it on the dashboard, put it in your mirror. Remind yourself, this is the goal of the day. So remind yourself with this goal in order actually to uh, achieve this goal today. For example, if you read this verse, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, And above all, put on love and be thankful. So choose one thing, compassion. How to show compassion to others today? Or thankfulness. Say, today I will not complain. Today I will be grateful for everything. So you get in your car, be grateful that you have a car. Others don't. You go to school, be grateful that you have opportunity for education. Others in other country, in your age, they have they don't have this opportunity. Be thankful. So train yourself to be thankful. Many, many things we are taking for granted in our life. But train yourself to be thankful. So These points you do before you leave your house in the morning. So the six points that I mentioned, you need to do before you leave your house. Then actually leave your house to to your school with your spiritual weapons. You know when St. Paul spoke in Ephesians chapter 6 about the whole armor of God, We are living in warfare, spiritual warfare. Satan is attacking us. The world is tempting us. The desires of the flesh are fighting against the desire of the spirit. 
So we are in a war. You like it or not, we are in spiritual warfare. Satan every day will be actually putting many traps to catch us. So can you imagine a soldier goes to a war without weapons? He will be defeated. He will be killed. So you need actually to go having on or putting on the whole armor of God. Or in a simple way, in a simple way, having faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, confidence that God is with me. Confidence that nothing will happen to me, that God and me, I cannot handle it. Hope, today will be a good day. Today will be better than yesterday. Regardless what happens today, but I know that all things working out for good to those who love God. And love. Make your heart big enough to love God and to love others. So that is a spiritual weapon. When you go to the world, you need to have these three things with you. Faith, hope, and love. Also, remember that you are unique. God wants you to be the best of you can be. Not identical to others. What do I mean by this? Sometimes when we go to the world, I compare myself to others. Either I compare my abilities to others, or I compare my belonging to others, I compare my car, my clothes with others, and I want to be like others. No. Remember that you are unique. Discover your own talents and gifts. Don't be caught up in doing things just because everyone around you is doing it. Just to be fit or to be accepted in the group. Others doing tattoo, so I will do tattoo. Even if the Bible says no, it's wrong. Just I want to compare myself to others. No. We are different. We are unique. So know that God wants you to be best of what you can be. Not to imitate somebody else. Let me tell you. When we are created, each one of us, is created for a unique purpose. Nobody in the whole world can do it except you. So if you are going to live your life to be a copy of somebody else, you are not going to fulfill your purpose in life. This world is like a big puzzle. And we are the very small pieces of this puzzle. Each small piece is different than the other. But 
if all of them try to be identical to each other, you will never complete the puzzle. But this small piece of the puzzle, in its uniqueness, will fill a certain place in this puzzle that no other piece will fill it. So be yourself. Live up to the standard that God wants you to be. Don't just imitate others. So when you go, number one, arm yourself with faith, hope, and love. Number two, remember that you are unique. I'm not going to just imitate myself or compare myself to others. I will use my talents, my gifts that God gave me to glorify him. Number three, when you go, remember the golden rule. Do you know what the golden rule? What's the golden rule? Do you remember it? Do you know it? Yes. Very good. Bravo. Because the world has a different golden rule. The golden rule of the world says the one who has the gold makes the rules. Of course, we don't believe in this. This is about love of money. Uh, And the love of money, as St. Paul said, it is the root of all evil. So don't be hungry for money. Yes, we have ambition. And there is difference between using the money or loving the money or trusting the money. We trust God, not the money. And we don't love money. We love God. But we use the money to glorify God. But the golden rule, as she said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, before treating somebody else, think yourself, if I am in his situation or in her situation, how would I like people to treat, to do to me? Having this mindset, actually, you will never be rude to others because you, you don't want anybody to be rude to you. You will never actually stop forgiving others. Because we ourselves, all of us, when we do something wrong, we look for forgiveness. We want God to forgive us and others to forgive us. In order to live by this golden rule, actually, it requires forgiveness, unselfishness, putting the needs of others and the interest of others ahead of my own. Even the willingness to turn the other cheek to others. The world now is teaching uh, the code of retribution, which is eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But this is not our Christianity. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, 
and spend your day with a big heart, loving everyone, and of course glorifying God in everything you do. After the end of the day, when you go back, you need actually to start studying seriously from the first day of the week, uh, from the first day of the school. You need to spend time in studying and understanding. After you graduate from high school and college and, and start working, this knowledge will make you either a good citizen or disqualified citizen. You will serve others. You will serve, and, and sometimes the life of others will be in your hand, like if you are a physician or a pharmacist or or even engineer, because you heard in Florida two or three months ago, this high-rising building that collapsed. Because according to what they say, they did not follow the code. So the lives of others in your hand, being to study hard and to retain the knowledge will make you, when you start working, a qualified person, a person who is glorifying God. So take your study serious from the first day. Don't study just for the exam, how to pass the exam. No. Study for the knowledge itself, to know the knowledge. So you can glorify God by this knowledge. And at the end of the day, you need actually to spend another 20 or 30 minutes in prayer and also a quiet time to examine yourself and to see how did you do this day. Did you accomplish your goal? Remember, in the morning you have a purpose. So, did you accomplish your goal or not? How many persons you helped today, if this was the goal to help others? Did you live by the golden rule? Did you hurt somebody? If somebody is offended because of you? You need actually to give an account of the day. And then in prayer, Thank God for his strength and his grace for all the accomplished accomplishment that you were to you were able to accomplish this day and also ask forgiveness for the shortcomings and ask him to help you the following day to be better than today. Then let us go to the weekend. I want each one of us to make Sunday morning a high priority for yourself. It is one of the Ten Commandments. Keep the day of the Lord holy. 
Some of us, if there is a liturgy like on Saturday, and this liturgy is just hour and a half or whatever, so I prefer to go on Saturday because I don't want to spend the time in the church. Sunday literally is long, I'm not going to go. This thinking is wrong. It is the day of the Lord. We need to worship Him. We sing on Sunday, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And how to express our joy? By singing to the Lord, by chanting to Him. We remember every Sunday that the Lord died and rose from the dead on Sunday to save us. So Sunday liturgy should be actually a high priority. Go to the church early, not distracted. Don't spend the whole time in the church looking at your phone, checking your message, checking your social media. Don't be distracted. You are going to worship the Lord. Pay attention to the prayers. Pay attention to the readings. When the deacon says, pray for the peace of the one only holy Catholic and Apostolic Orthodox Church of God, Lift up your hearts and pray. Here the deacon is giving you an instruction. Pray. So lift up your heart to God and pray for the peace of the church. When the deacon instructs you to pray for the clergy, lift up your heart and pray for the clergy and for the servants. So you need to be a participant, not observer. Don't leave the church and go in groups outside to chat and talk. That's not right. Spend your time in the church with God. You are here to be with God. Also, uh, a church is an icon of heaven on earth. So, the day you are spending in the church, whether in the liturgy or in the social hour or in your Sunday school after that, keep this in your mind. Now you are not on earth. You are in heaven. You are in the paradise. And deal with each other with this mindset. Imagine how we are going to deal with each other in paradise or in heaven. And this actually how we should deal with one another. In theology we say the church is an icon of heaven. We say in the third hour of the Agbeya, when we stand in your holy sanctuary, you are considered in heaven. This is not just a theological fact, but we are part of making the church an icon of heaven. That's why the person who sins in the church, and I'm not speaking about the church like, you know, the, the, the building itself, but the church, whether the Sunday school classes, whether the social hall, whether the church, whether the parking lot, everything. You need actually to make this place 
different from the rest of the world by your behavior. That's why you need to be dressed properly in the church. You should not try your best not to sin in the church because as I said, when you sin in the church, it is considered two sins. The sin itself and not respecting the house of God. Holiness becomes your house, O Lord. Holiness befits your house. So we need to conduct yourself. And the easy way to apply this principle is to think now you are in heaven, surrounded by the angels and the saints in front of God. So how, how are you going to behave in heaven? We need to make the church a different place. And by the way, you know the church in Greek means ekeklesia. Ekeklesia means called out, called out of the world. So God called us out of the world to this place. He called us out to this place to live heaven on earth. The heaven from which or the paradise from which we were exiled after the sin of Adam and Eve, now we are returning to it when we go to church. So make the church a different place. Second thing, you need to be a part of a group in the church like Sunday school group, class, or a youth meeting, whatever the, the arrangement in your church. But you need to be an active member in the church, in these small groups. I am sure uh, the small group, uh, I'm sure you heard about support groups. And the best support group will be the small group that you are active member in it in your church, whether a youth meeting or choir or Sunday school or more than one small group. In this small group, you will feel that you are loved, that people care about you, you are using your gifts for the glory of God, So, this actually in itself, being a member in a small group, gives you a lot of support. But even when we go through a difficult time or a challenge, stressed out because of exams, or somebody is sick in the family, or whatever, you can go to this small group and ask for prayer, ask for support. So, don't skip attending Sunday school, don't skip attending choir practice or sport groups or, or any groups in your church. Try to be committed. Commitment is a reason of success in, in our life. And if there are any shortcomings or negatives, the easy way to say, 
I'm not going to go to uh, Sunday school again. I don't benefit anything from it. But this is not the right attitude. The right attitude is to say, how can I be part of the solution, not part of the problem? Leaving and quitting, you will be part of the problem. But you need, God give you so many gifts. You need to think and try to be part of the solution. How can I improve uh, my, my son's school class? How can I improve the choir? How can I, I, I can improve uh, any in Bible study group, any, any group that you are part of it? And always, always there will be a room for improvement. In this way, you will be an active, active member. You know, when a virus attack our body, all the organs of the body participate to fight against this uh, virus. We don't see an organ in the body says, no, I don't care, I'm going to leave the body uh, because uh, now it's attacked by virus or bacteria. It doesn't work this way. So when there is illness, all the members, all the organs in your body gather together to fight. So be an active in small groups in your church. The last point I like to speak about is life at home. Life at home. Uh, we spoke about life at church, at school, so uh, at home. Uh, in in your age, you are growing. So, growing from childhood to adulthood. So you need to be independent. You need to have. Yeah, it's part of the uh, psychological requirement or needs at this age to feel that you are not extension of your parents. You are independent. You are differentiated from them. So most of us, the easy way we do it is to rebel. And when we rebel, it causes a conflict in the house. Parents will be worried about you because you are rebelling. And you can make wrong decision that can hurt the rest of your future. Know that your parents love you and care about you. You will not find anybody care about you, even if they are overprotective, whatever. God actually put this uh, instinct in the hearts of the parent to love you and care about you. So yes, you can be different. Yes, you can disagree. But don't turn this into a conflict. Either conflict with your parents or your, with your siblings. Remember, if you are a child of God, the Bible says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called the children of God. To be a peacemaker in your house. And also, there is difference between growing and being different and rebelling and causing conflict and clashes with everyone in the house.
as a Christian, yes, you need to be different, to grow. As I told you, you are not a copy of anybody else. But express this and demand this in a Christian way, in kindness, with compassion, with love, with understanding, with forbearance, with endurance. Express this in the right way. So live at home. And when you have a peaceful atmosphere in the home, this will help you in your study. You will be happy. Believe me, when there is a lot of tension and conflicts, nobody is happy. And when you are not happy, uh, you cannot study. You cannot actually uh, be successful in your career. So you need to weigh between having a conflict just to insist on what I want or having peace and happy atmosphere and then through discussion and patience one day I will get my point across. And many times they are their right, their opinion is, is better than ours. And their advice is a valid advice. But in our stubbornness or our need to be different, then just we rebel and we say no. So again, in your home, live peaceably. As St. Paul said, uh, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with everybody. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with everybody. I pray that this year in the school will be a successful year. All of you, your accomplished your achievement and uh, to grow from success to success for the glory of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.